Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Thanks again for joining me this week. I'm really excited because I have a new guest coming onto the show. She's new to the Enlighten Up podcast, and I'm more than happy to have her here. Uh, Laura Eisenhower is a global alchemist, researcher, and medical and intuitive astrologist. She's internationally acclaimed speaker who's presented her work worldwide. She's also the great granddaughter of President Dwight David Eisenhower, and she reveals exopolitical information about his administration that has largely been held in secrecy. She's considered by many to be one of North America's leading researchers on health, exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, and galactic history. Laura, thanks so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me, Nicole. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's so awesome to have you here. And, you know, we've recently been able to connect and get to know each other a little more. And um, it's just been so nice to be vibing with your energy a little bit. And I'm, I'm really... Um, honored to have you on the show because you've been a very powerful voice in the community and you've been really um, showing up in both your divine feminine and masculine energy lately, which is a huge, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because I feel like we're really being called right now to activate that masculine energy. Are you exhausted? (laughs) Yeah, it comes in waves. It definitely comes in waves. It's, it's just so much to process constantly. And just all the different types of clients and what they're going through. And I mean, there's so much that I feel really solid in as far as what our potential is, but sometimes just like a lot of people feel, you feel almost like you're hitting your head against a wall because there's such resistance to, you know, these kind of breakthroughs. And what I like to focus on is helping a person be the best of themselves, connect with their own authentic truth. So it's not about, Oh, I've got the answers. Follow my way. Um, you know, it's it's really just wanting people, you know, to to not forget themselves. I mean, we're at a critical time where there's things that we need to rediscover and reclaim because we're running a risk of it being further taken away and unaccessible. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. And I love like today you were on one of your Facebook posts. You talked about authenticity being like the antidote, the frequency that's our antidote to all of this right now. Can you expand on that? Because I completely align with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of these words, it's sort of like the word compassion and awakening and we hear them a lot, but I mean, what does it truly mean? And same with the word ascension. I mean, there's much deeper meanings than just us saying it because it sounds good. I mean, we really have to embody this stuff. That's why I, I was so glad to do a podcast with you because I love your work and I love what you, you know, you, you, you get this, but yeah, being authentic is just being real, being genuine, being true to your process, paying attention to the messages coming through, being able to, you know, honor your inner voice and understand it, understand ancestral patterns. Sometimes understanding the chart can be helpful to, you know, gain some insights because there's a lot of noise and static out there, but that's not a necessary thing. But I mean, we're going to go through dark night of the soul spells. We're going to face shadow stuff. We're going to do things that we might regret or feel bad about. And we might uh, be pulling out of a lot of ridicule of our greater gifts and abilities stemming from a childhood where people maybe didn't see us clearly. Um, and we might've been validated for things that really don't have a whole lot of worth in the end. Right. And, 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 and that's kind of how society is, is trying to push people into a direction in order to, you know, be able to, kind of utilize them to hold up a system that is largely failing us because it's embedded with so many mind control programs and a lot of social engineering and a lot of things that don't support authenticity. So the rebels out there and the ones that question everything get, you know, a lot of projections thrown at them. And it's not about being a victim to that, but being authentic is just being able to just be, be real with it and be present with it though, and be mindful and, and really pay attention to the symptoms of your body and the way that you're feeling and the triggers that you run into and, you know, whatever pain is coming up. It's like, you know, we don't need to worry about appearances or shame these darker aspects of self. That to me is, is a big trap. 
And so authenticity, I think, is so much more important than trying to seek enlightenment because I think, you know, there are some deceptions connected to what enlightenment should look like. I mean, I think we, we are moving towards that. I feel like it's deep within us already. We already have that, but we're dealing with some crazy stuff and it's not easy to just sit there in a lotus position and be all knowing and then be in nirvana right now. Um, so, you know, I mean, we can draw from an all knowing place in our higher awareness, but I mean, we're here in this density right now for a reason and we are participating in everything that's going on and we can be as close to enlightenment as possible, but it has to come with humility. So <clears throat> I think we all define things a little bit differently and yeah. some people try and hold up a facade of enlightenment and don't realize how much they're actually hiding a wounded ego and fear of admitting, you know, maybe they struggle too. So yeah. I think just we need to be real with each other. Yeah. And I totally resonate with that. And I think it's so important, you know, you talking about like this idea of what enlightenment looks like. Enlightenment is dirty. <laughs> it's like, it's messy. It's ugly at times. It's because you can't, it's like the whole, the whole saying like no mud, no Lotus. You have to go into the darkness. You have to go into the, the, like the really kind of ugly, dirtiest aspects of yourself, of your experience, whatever you're experiencing this lifetime, whatever you may have experienced in past lifetimes, it's cycling through in this one. You, talked, you also talked about like ancestral patterns, which is huge because I think we're really faced with opportunities right now through our own authenticity to heal some of those ancestral patterns where we will see shifts within our own family members. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when we can let go or get to a certain stage where we don't require their approval or validation or understanding or support, especially for people that, you know, were in those circumstances where they just maybe were held back by not having that and then broke through and we're just going to do their mission anyway. And I know a lot of people um, have, have had that scenario. Uh, and we talked about this last time, but yeah, when, when, when you just do it and you allow it to let you thrive and, and you let go of the need for approval, it actually sends something back to them. Mm -hmm. Because if there's still those cords of like mother, child, you know, I can't do this unless somebody pats me on the back and tells me I'm okay and I'm good enough and I'm this or that. I mean, you know, sometimes we have to fall back on ourselves and we don't have the things that help our self-esteem to feel like we can do it. But, you know, we have spirit guides, we have our higher self, and that's part of taking risks, being brave, being bold. And that is what it takes. And a lot of powerful individuals come into family lines and they have to be that pioneering spirit that's just going to do it anyway and still hold love and, and not like abandon the family, but actually bring back gifts that are more coming from a vibration of inspiration and, and, and it stimulates curiosity versus like a power struggle and a battle because that dynamic, um, you know, is still there. And it's, yes, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people didn't get their needs met and that's okay. We have the earth, we have what's inside of us, we have our divine blueprint, we have soul family, and, and, and it doesn't negate the importance of the biological either. But yes, it definitely gifts the family. There's a lot of things that people have in their physical bodies too, that they might inherit like a physical condition. And if they begin to like ask it questions or go deep into what the root of it is, very often they end up in a past life or they end up in a picture that has nothing to do with them and has to do with their family lineage and something that might've happened historically in their family line that has created some sort of patterning that eventually caused a genetic distortion or damage. But I don't like those words because they sound like, oh, it's damaged. You know, everything can be healed, I feel. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so, so locating those things, bringing energy, attention, unconditional love and understanding changes the vibration of it. Mm -hmm. It's the unconsciousness that gets in the way. Yeah, I, I, that's what's something I've been working on in the last year and a half is in my body, what was showing up in all of like the females of my family was um, distortion within the, um, the reproductive area, you know, whether it's the ovaries or the uterus or the cervix or, you know, and so I, you know, as soon as I started, like you said, tuning into the body, I was taken into past lives. I was taken into like the origination point for me of like some of the trauma that's kind of like residing in the cells. And so it's very powerful work. You talked about, um, you mentioned triggers. And for me, one of the triggers you talked about is certainly coming up for me at this time. And we have to be aware of it. And it's, it's for me, it's like, who's got my back right now? And I think a lot of us are going through that. Like who has my back? Because when you're like, like you said, a pioneer or someone who's coming out and talking about this stuff or bringing light to information that 
has been in so much darkness to many, you obviously get you know, termed crazy or conspiracy theorist or, you know, eye rolls and all that kind of stuff. And it's very hard to get that support system coming in of like, who does have my back? Is this really a safe place for me? And I think that's kind of coming up right now for a lot of people. Is there like a trigger that you've noticed during this whole kind of pandemic that's really been coming up for you specifically? Well, gosh, which trigger? Hmm. <laughs> the potpourri to choose from. Um, a lot is, is sort of being the observer. Like, like, I feel like I'm much more in the observer role than ever before, but I do get triggered by what I see because it's like, no, gosh, I mean, this, is, this isn't how it should be going. Even if there's massive differences of opinion, um, I feel you know, very triggered about the discord. I do get triggered by a lot of rude comments. It, it, it's more like, it doesn't hurt me. It just irritates me, but I'm working on it. It's like, don't draw too much attention to it, but I like to sometimes make statements. I feel it's sort of therapeutic. I don't wanna bring anybody down, but I think a lot of it is what we sometimes feel with friends and family. So I like to take those triggers and say, okay, well, what is this doing to me? And it's not all about me, but maybe somebody else can relate. Cause I could totally blow it off and, and, and not go there, but, and it's not about trying to, uh, I don't know. I mean, people can take or leave whatever I share, but I think just, it, the insults get old. And when people also say, whoa, you're doing this event and you're charging. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're charging. And it's like, okay, first of all, most things I do, I don't charge. Right. And some of the things um, have taken years and years of work to pull together as far as information. And then there's the PowerPoints that takes hours and hours and, and, and just how some people think that you deserve a paycheck when you're serving a system that is failing us and that's not healthy and that deserves a paycheck. But if you're doing something of value that's really in service, you should be penniless. I am the same, like, of mind, the thought of you. Like, it just, I don't get it. I'm like, spiritual community, wake up. This is the very thing people should be paying money for. Like, it's, it's, why are it's we not energy. rewarding? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What was that? I was like, why are we not rewarding people with our, our energy exchange of money who are doing good services? Why do we want to keep lack mentality around that? Why, why do we not want it to flourish and nurture it and like feed it with that energy that allows that garden to grow? Like we literally are hampering our own success <laughs> when we have that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't have to pay for spiritual stuff. It's like, great. Go find your spiritual truth. Nobody's asking, you know, you don't have to participate, but, um, or, or anything connected to disclosure, exopolitics or tr so-called truth. I mean, we're trying to just, we're all just in a part of a larger conversation trying to get to the truth. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, do I open the door of a movie theater and say, I can't believe you're charging for this and then walk away. It's like, no, I just don't go if I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I mean, people should complain more about supporting a dark, industry that's covering up pedophilia rings and the things that they're spending money on or, or idolizing without looking at the deeper layers behind it that they are actually supporting through their money. So I don't think overly charging is a good idea. I mean, I think balance is key, but we're not out of the woods and we're in the money system. So if we can transfer what we've invested into things that are actually good and, and yes, that, that help others, we can begin to move on from the money system and, and begin to work with a whole other level of currency. I mean, I did an interview with a scientist, physicist type guy who has a really, really advanced technology connected to zero point, sort of Tesla based. And yes, a lot of the, the, this stuff um, costs a bit and the conferences he puts on, but the amount of complaints, it's like, we're, we're dealing with billionaires out there that are trying to mandatory vaccine us that people might just bow, like just say, okay, whatever you say, but they have to ridicule this guy because he's asking for money because he's trying to disclose advanced technologies that are gonna help our DNA upgrade. They're saying, oh, that should be for free. And it's like- I, I, I wish that if any, okay, to all spiritual community out there who's watching this um, podcast right now, um, we need to spread this message and really start to get it into the minds like programmed because we're so programmed by the dark energies to be in lack consciousness and to not support the higher plan through all energies. That includes money. If you want to see the collapse of the monetary system, you're going to have to support, you're going to have to bring a frequency into it that supports the light. You allow the money to work with the light, allow it to, 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 
to percolate and to, to um, just be used in that manner. Otherwise, as long as it's continued to use in a frequency that is of dark, nefarious reasons, you know, like we're going to continue to perpetuate that. So let's start bringing the power of the dollar, the money system, whatever it is, into the light of use so that we can then collapse the system. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, like I don't see how it happens before that. Right. So it's like a, a swing that's coiled up and we have to uncoil it. And once we get out of it, then we can rebuild and we can do it in a way that works. But right now we have to do, we have to correct the reversals of these energy exchanges and not be serving the parasitic systems anymore. And we need to support the things so that we can rebuild. And, and the thing is, um, a lot of people that are really in service, when they do create a certain amount of abundance, mostly they're funding important projects and visions. That, that are going to impact everybody for the better. It's a completely different type of mentality than, you know, other people that are like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna buy a bunch of cars with this, you know? I mean, there are those types out there, don't get me wrong. But <clears throat> I guess that's been a bit of a trigger lately is, yeah, I mean, it's inevitable that there's gonna be, you know, comments on social media. But what I'm shocked about is the differences of opinions and the level of ridicule. People don't realize how polarized they are. They feel so holier than thou with whatever they've decided is truth. And everybody else is just an idiot or stupid, right? So I'm disappointed that some people can't see through these agendas, but I don't feel like, you know, casting venom on them or hatred. I just hope they can give this information the time of day. Yeah. I would love to be able to have conversations with them, but it's impossible because there's such a huge wall and resistance, you know, to those that have been willing to dig deeper and the level of ridicule and projections and labels. I'm so tired of the word conspiracy theorist. I'm so tired of a lot of that kind of stuff. And I wish we could look beyond how these labels and this dark agenda is literally seeking to pit us against each other. I wish people could make it a priority to not sink into that lower level. Because the thing about authenticity and what we talked about in the beginning, if we don't embody the vibration of change, if we don't embody the antidote, uh, then we're going to be spinning, you know, in all of this. And the next level of these dark agendas is the second wave. So we have a choice right now. We're either going to be susceptible to the next level of human enslavement with the narrative making it look like it's for our greater protection, or we are going to move into a frequency that actually represents a higher earth energy out of the duality, out of the battling amongst each other, and, 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 and build upon that and encourage people to step into that to get the second wave of ascension, which is a major upgrade. This is what the astrology shows. We, we, we can handle astrological alignments in one of two ways. There's the lower octaves of the planetary consciousness that can entrap us. That's what the Saturn moon matrix is about. And some of these dark technologies have utilized the chi and the, um, you know, the, the energies of, of the, the physical planets to manipulate us. And then there's the higher levels that we sort of graduate into. Um, and so it's up to free will to decide how we're going to work with these energies. And so on top of the fact that, yes, okay, bioweapon, not bioweapon, I think it's pretty obvious to a lot of people that this is an attack. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the weakening point? Our lungs and our throat, you know, but that stores grief. The throat has to do with communication, right? So why is that part of our body having a struggle right now? And the because lungs are the heart. Yeah, because we're in a huge growth period. We, we either let go of the old paradigm and begin to work together and build a system that works separate from all the, that parasitic stuff, or we hold on so tightly that that literally makes us sick. When yeah. we hold on so tightly and we're making decisions out of our survival chakra, that's when it's so easy to get sucked into the news and, and want somebody else to give us the instructions because we can't think for ourselves. And that's the cusp that we're on right now. Absolutely. It's... um. You know, I never even thought about it that way of the, you know, the throat. Yes, I, you know, obviously for communication to silence, the mask itself is a symbolism of silence, but the lungs being in the heart chakra, um, I never thought about that, like, and how we're kind of really going through this heart activation of truth. Um, and I think it's really important more than ever right now, as you were saying, that people really need to go inward and discover your own truth, your own authenticity, whatever it means for you to not just speak it, but to live it. 
because it's so important. Like the, the, the quantum reality is, is um, complete through the action. And so it's really important that in whatever ways, it doesn't have to be massive. A lot of people get overwhelmed and think, well, I, I don't have this platform to talk on, or I don't have like, you know, a big um, enough uh, influence or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You have an influence. You have an influence through your, your energy field. You have an influence in, 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 any, in anything around you. You're part of this planet. You have an influence. So just start engaging. I'm, totally. I'm curious, can we talk about the second wave of coronavirus that people are talking about and i think it's you know it's definitely a possibility that's coming i mean that we're looking at it right now but i also am interested in you know collapsing that timeline because you know there's a infinite possibilities here and there's a part of me that really believes that we can collapse that timeline and there won't be a second wave well that's a great question so i'm not so good with the <clears throat> verbatim facts of everything that um you know, I've been hearing, but there's a very, very important video that explains it very, very well. Her name is Miss Salem. I, I know that's not enough to probably Google, but I've been posting it a lot on my Facebook page, Laura Eisenhower. So just kind of scroll through it. It's a very, very important thing. You might be able to find it if you look uh, under FEMA Insider, somebody who was working in that arena, seeing all their agendas, was a part of Y2K, 9-11, some of these disasters like Katrina, all these false flag events. And again, false flags doesn't mean that there aren't real victims. It means that there's a storyline that is keeping us from being able to, you know, know the true roots and the truth of, of what the, you know, what the players are, who the players are and what the agenda is to, to create, you know, this, this outer, you know, story. So we're dealing with that with coronavirus. There's so much more to it than just, oh, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic and, so we can go back into history at other times that there's been a pandemic and but the layers upon layers behind it that need to be looked at and assessed and and uh what's the word disseminated with intelligent minds that can come together with love and respect we can find some real answers because there's people that really really know what this represents so the way i look at it just going into the metaphorical is the second wave i mean we got to look at it like the okay the only times I've gotten sick in my life with lung related things like pneumonia were when I was going through a breakup. And I'm not saying that because I went through this, it must apply to everybody, but the lungs store grief and it is related to the heart. So right now people are going through a massive breakup with the old paradigm. They are so afraid to lose what they've become so accustomed to. It's like a divorce in a lot of ways. And there's some kind of internalization of grief because the conscious mind cannot accept some of the news headlines about pedophilia, human trafficking, uh, and, and that the people they might've looked up to could be involved in some of these things, uh, you know, satanic ritual abuse and things like that, that I feel like so much is being internalized that the body is getting overwhelmed with a certain amount of grief because viruses are so small. They're everywhere all the time. I mean, we, we could walk down the street and breathe in tuberculosis and not get sick. It's just because we're not in that frequency match but on a collective level, we're in some sort of frequency match that's making us vulnerable to this particular thing. But of course, there's a lot of manipulation of facts and information about it. And I mean, and it's hard to know like the exact truth or what things are disinfo or fake news, um, even in the alternative field. I mean, there, there has been fake news in the alternative world. So um, anyway, I look at it like humanity is going through a massive breakup with the old paradigm, with a cabal or a system that they looked up to or, or depended upon, or, and, and we're born into it, we don't really have much of a choice but dependency, that it's like leaving a very abusive relationship. Some would call it maybe Stockholm Syndrome. You know, I'm not trying to sound like a freaking conspiracy theorist here, but when you look at the astrology, when you look at the fact that we're multidimensional beings and that we're so much more powerful than viruses and dark technologies, what is holding us hostage? I think most of humanity does not know how to separate themselves from the old paradigm. The new is so unfamiliar. This natural habitat that they're returning to, their natural DNA expression that they're returning to has become so foreign to them because of mind control that this transition, you know, based on Saturn, Pluto conjunction, Pluto being all about death, rebirth, alchemy, transformation, it's like being locked in the birth canal. It's like, so, so the reasons I got sick is because I couldn't let go of the person, right? So, so that was the heartbreak. The heartbreak got so bad, I, I, it, it, I am, you know, it made me ill. And kids were involved in this and that. It's not like I'm that clingy, right? It's like there was way more involved, I promise. 
But every time I've had serious lung issues, um, it was because I couldn't cry enough. Like I was just, I, 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 there wasn't enough time in the day and, and to work and function in life. You shove it down, you shove it down, you shove it down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes it wasn't even about like, you know, that, that there was a validated breakup. It was like, I knew in my heart, I have to let go of this person. So I think people know they need to make this transition. And there's a weakening effect that's happening in the body because, you know, we've got weapons all around us. We've got germs and things all around us. Why are we vulnerable right now to this? So the second wave to me is the next level of still refusing to wake up, still refusing to take the opportunity to get an upgrade, still holding on for dear life to that ex-partner, that old paradigm, that, that terrible narcissistic partner that really hasn't done anything good for you, but, but you're so afraid that you'll never find true love. So you cling to it. And this is all unconscious. Like most people would support it, but a lot of people don't. So a lot of more awakened ones have let go of the system already. They don't live like in, in that confinement, they have found their mission. They're, they're mostly self-employed like you. And I've been able to do this too. Like, you know, just taking those risks, losing maybe everything in order to be true to the self, you know, maybe having to even not have a home for a while. So even though people might be letting go of those things, they have to understand if they're so afraid of not having the paycheck, if they're so afraid of not being able to get their kid into school, that they are willing to actually put a mysterious shot in their arm they got to look at the things that they're attached to because this dependency bond with the system has got to flip. So I feel like the conscious communities need to really come together and create resources for people who are transitioning from old paradigm to new paradigm, helping them find jobs that are more appropriate, helping to empower them to say no, refuse the shot. Just like this uh, cop thing that I posted, he stood up to the whole police department and said, this is, I'm not going to support arresting people and taking away their rights, even if it means I'm fired, basically, which he was. Mm-hmm. So, and then people rallied around him. So we need to be a stronger global community to help people transition just like he is. And we need to like come together in our local area and purchase land together and build centers for people to heal and healing centers. We need to rebuild the system based on really working with nature, working with the earth, help getting these advanced technologies disclosed. And if we don't start making these decisions right now, the second wave is going to kick our butt. And it is pretty much right around the corner. So basically, uh, all this stuff is opening up again. People are going to think that they're returning to some sort of normal. And then the next wave could potentially hit. That is the agenda. That is not some conspiracy theory. It is an agenda that is literally mapped out on a website that this woman who was a part of all this is revealing. She had to run away. They, they wouldn't let her go. She had to literally disappear and they tried to kill her. So is it's like, a, are we like living in like the worst movie ever? It's like, when are the freaking subtitles going to come up? Or the <laughs> credits at the end of the movie. Every night I go to, it's like, where are the credits? Can we just end this movie? But anyway, there's so much to look forward to. So I'm just really hoping and praying this is going to be a very accelerated time. People are really going to have to go through a massive accelerated growth right now to make the choice to go to the upgrade and the second wave of ascension instead of this other thing. And our DNA is at stake. And the thing is, we're not familiar with it. People don't know how to upgrade it. But you, you got to remember that authenticity, love, being real with yourself is, is, is the first step. Because these, these, this is a cosmic and earthly event. If we can just hold space for ourselves, it'll happen without us having to try and figure it out. We don't have to figure it out. We need to get away from the distractions and the toxicity to hold space for ourselves to begin to integrate it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I loved your kind of like bringing it down to like a breakup. Cause I think that's essentially what's happening on a collective level, especially for those who are newly awakening um, or being prompted to awaken, but really resisting it is when you think about like a breakup of someone you just didn't want to be broken up with, um, because of the attachment, even though you knew it wasn't healthy for you, but you're so attached, you know, it's familiar. Like you said, you know, we're habits of um, creature of habit and um, you know, we love the comfort zone, but stuff doesn't happen in the comfort zone. It's not the magic zone. And I think it's important to hold space, especially for anyone who's awakening to remember that they're literally having a breakup with their identity of who they are. And how do we foster that so that it's, you know, like it's nurtured because if someone's going through that, we're all going through that. And I, and I think, you know, it's, 
what you were talking about there, I think it's a good segue into the DNA because on my last podcast, we talked about the DNA and how humans have forgotten how valuable their DNA is. And this is why a lot of this testing is happening. They want our DNA. They, and it's to whatever, manipulate it, to, to hybridize it, to, to whatever it is. But to remember that there is so much dormant <laughs> power in our, in our DNA. So activating it is so important right now. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, I need to go to a DNA activator. I certainly know I thought that when I was start, starting to wake up back in 2016. I was like, oh, I need to go to someone. We, we had a joke about it on my podcast. Like, oh, you just call 1-800-activate-my-DNA. <laughs> you know? I was like, take the car into the shop. No problem. But the truth of the matter is, and this is so, this I think is a massive lesson for everyone, is that everything you need is within you. You can activate your own DNA. You activate it through being authentic. You activate it through your heart. So how do, like, how do we get through to people on how to like really activate some of the dormant strands of the DNA that hold so much power that this is why we've been mined, basically. We're literally being mined. Yeah, I mean... For some, it's it's going to be a transition that just is very synchronistic and they'll flow right into it and they're already in that process. For others, a lot of choices that they've made have made it very, very difficult uh, because of their surroundings, because of the people that they formed major agreements with. But, you know, a quarantine helps everybody to step back. So we always have to utilize what we're being thrown and, and be the alchemist. And, and I know you talk about alchemy. It's like every weapon can be turned into a tool for our growth if we allow ourselves to move beyond the duality because everything that's super dark has a light side on the other side, the other side of the coin. But the true organic dark and light is like our higher consciousness, the seeds of our higher consciousness and the darkness of the womb and, and like the soil that can birth new life. So we need to just hold space for that. We need to integrate the polarity of dark and light, the masculine feminine, the feminine being more receptive and nurturing, the masculine taking action and being more the warrior. I mean, this, these, these flow together. They're constantly conceiving ideas and, 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 and we're, we're always generating something into our environment. But when our creative channels get infected by propaganda, we overly pay attention to the news. If we have our electronics on all the time, our creative channels are literally holding codes um, that are not organic. They're connected to AI. So, so it's either the AI signal we're bringing in or organic ascension signals that we're bringing in. And both are available in our atmosphere. Uh, and, and through the, you know, well, I mean, it starts, you know, what, what are we carrying within ourselves? A lot of people who carry a lot of self-doubt about moving into their career path only notice people that criticize them and doubt them. So those that feel really, you know, good, you know, tend, I mean, you know, so we have to be very conscious of our words. We have to take it like moment to moment. And, and, and every single moment of our life is an opportunity. Being mindful, you know, when we wake up in the morning, what are, what are our thoughts? What is the first thing we engage in? Um, what are we, you know, like ingesting? Because everything is energy, food, people in our lives, things that we watch. And when we take that in, you know, we either are able to transmute it, clear, uh, the negative impact that it's wanting to have on us and, and, and generate something that isn't all about it, or we don't even bother with the negative and we just do everything that's healthy, healthy, healthy constantly. Well, that's almost impossible. So um, anyway, it's a moment to moment thing. What do we do when we're triggered? Do we blame people? Do we shame people? Do we um, run away by engaging in an addiction? Uh, are, you know, what is the balance between just the part of us that needs downtime, meditation and sleep and, and the part of us that needs to work. So we need to just get in rhythm with nature. And, and yes, nature has been interfered with, but it's a reflection of how mind controlled we are as well. So the two are mirroring each other. When we begin to move beyond you know, the programmings and understand that you know, the cosmic ether is available like never before and it's purifying our DNA and the fact that the nucleids, uh, nucleic acids in our DNA are elemental and we're made of earth, air, fire, water, ether, there's a big purification process happening. So we need to hold space for that. And every moment we are either investing in our DNA upgrades or we are losing ourselves and we're wanting somebody else 
to, to do the hard work for us. And there's no shortcut. So the, the, the wanting somebody else to do it for us is the trap. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't have mutual support and love or we, you know, th there is that. And there's a lot of positive forces out there in the world. But the thing is, it's an earthly and cosmic event. We're in a 26,000 year cycle where the geophysics of the planet is such that the stargates are actually opening and we're in alignment with the galactic core. There are things that are possible now that haven't been possible for thousands of years. And this is almost like, and I don't want to make it, you know, sound scary, but this is one of the last markers of this window period. Because really the, the original window period was expressed as between 2000, 2017. Well, we're three years past 2017. The peak point 2010, when the sun started to move through the 13th sign of Phaeacus and the activations of the Divine Mother really started to um, happen. Well, there's been a lot of division in the community, a lot of infiltration, a lot of attack, which has made it very, very hard for people to really, really like, you know, appreciate that. So I think the best thing for people is to just know that it's about holding the space for yourself, you know, and, and when one does that, all sorts of splinters are going to want to pop out. Yeah. Just like when we detox, there's a bit of a healing crisis. So we want to be real gentle with ourselves. We need to detox like you did with the electronics, detox from harmful foods, do heavy metal cleanses because of the nanoparticles and really armor ourselves up in preparation for a worst case scenario. Say the second wave does come. So it's not fear-based to be prepared. It's fear-based to just not know how to think and know what to do and just go into a panic zone and to want to run away. And it's also fear-based to unconsciously uh, buy into the narrative and, and, and not want to look deeper and, and go into these deeper layers. Knowledge is our great protector. Yeah. Integrity is the great purifier. And authenticity you know, is the antidote you know, in a lot of ways. They all work together. So we need to make corrections. We need to be humble enough to just look at ourselves, maybe do a life review, you know, and, and say, you know, what if this was all taken away from us? What do we need to do and make right in our lives to feel at peace with even the concept of death? So I encourage that. Um, but, but take herbs, study. I mean, you can just Google herbs for DNA protection. And you're going to find things that cost nothing at the grocery store, like herbs, you know, like turmeric, garlic, I mean, rosemary. Um, but there's very special formulas that can actually protect our bodies because it's not just going to be the vaccinations. We're dealing with 5G. So we need to armor ourselves and hold space for ourselves and understand that like this level of adversity and attack is pushing us towards a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. But it wants to trick our minds into it crushing us and putting us in fear because there was no way to escape this agenda. And the ascension window that was prophesized knew that this dark agenda, there would be a script for it. And, and artificial timelines being generated because the dark technologies have been around for thousands and thousands of years. This is not new stuff. Um, they, they changed the way they utilize it, but the Nephilim reversal grid was put in place 26,000 years ago. The, the certain places on the earth grids got disconnected. Junk DNA came in about 5,500 years ago with the Egyptian Sumerian war. We lost our galactic memories. We have been compromised for thousands and thousands of years. So there is a next level to it. So understanding this history is also you know, a good thing to do. But yeah, this is a rambly answer, but you know, find the right kind of foods to protect your DNA. Absolutely refuse to consent and do everything that you possibly can to spread awareness and information. And, and remember, you don't have to follow anything. Trust your heart because we're sovereign beings. If you know something works for you, great. If, if something doesn't work for you, stand up for yourself, but don't feel like your way is the only way. You know, we can just share information and be resources with each other. So we don't want to get overly attached to what everybody does with the resources, though, um, or else sometimes we end up taking up, you know, on a lot of extra stuff outside of ourselves. But the thing is, it's a very natural thing. And these electronic uh, interferences, you know, make it really, really hard yeah. to hear our own intuition and our internal guidance. Our higher self and our intuition knows exactly what to do right now. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. And I think, A, I love your rambling. <laughs> it's the, the most informative rambling I've ever heard. Uh, oh. and, and, and it's true. It's so important to educate yourself. I mean, memes are great because they're effective against the AI right now, but it's so important to also dive deep into the information as much as you can, equip yourself with as much knowledge. But also, you know, this idea of what you're saying, like, if we want to collapse the system, you have to disengage with it as much as possible. 
the more you understand your truth and the more you come into alignment with who you know and remember yourself to be, you have to question every action that you take or every word that you speak or every thought that you think. Is this, are you engaging with the old system or are you creating the new one? You know, this new earth. And to really think about that, because I believe that that, you know, we talked about this idea of authenticity being the antidote and the frequency to, um, to basically cure us and may, maybe perhaps collapse this second wave coming yes. in. I, I truly believe that's possible. I really yeah. do. And so when you think about it, I love how you bring in like the astrology and everything to it, because I think it's incredible that we have just now experienced that Saturn-Pluto conjunction earlier this year, one of the most spiritually alchemical transformation like conjunctions that like happen every like 35 ish years or so and we're having it for this year 2020 which is a major marker point but also like look at what we're kind of coming into as we're trying to like you know get everything back in order you know um bring light into the narrative that is um that is kind of imprisoning everyone right now we have the eclipse season coming up and then with eclipse season we're moving into leo season and leo is the inner child you know represents the inner child and like let's just bring it back to how important the children are. i believe the children are the answer to so much and that means the child within you if the children who are is stuck in these human trafficking rings and satanic ritual abuse um situations are crying collectively for our help it also means that the inner child within all of us is crying for our help, for us to return back home, to remember the innocence and the purity of who we are. And that just goes back to the purity of source. Have you done like, what sort of, um, cause I think it's so important. I talk about this a lot on my channel and I talk about it on this podcast because I just don't think it can be emphasized enough, but inner child, it's so important to oh. the chemical transformation of your Absolutely. soul. Oh yeah. Yes, the zero card in the tarot, the fool. I mean, the zero, the zero point unified field is the is is what purifies everything. The ether, the the platonic solid ether was put in reversal codes. That's why it was not accessible. The symbolism of the inverted pentagram shows the ether energy in the ground, not available. And and it's more about materialism and and just this this sort of rulership, and and these dark forces. The Venus transits have been creating a correction to this. And over the course of thousands of years, the orbit of Venus has drawn a perfect pentagram in the sky. And, and astronomers and astrologers have noted that it actually has drawn a perfect pentagram, the points that it goes to. And it's actually um, in this last you know, cycle helped to you know, recreate the connection with ether. Ether purifies us. It brings us back to divine innocence. And the, and, and the divine child, I mean, the magical child is everything. You know, if we, if we overly take everything too seriously, you know, that's no good. If we're living in the past, if we're living too much in the future, then, then our energies are scattered. If we're in the here and now, it's like, that is where magic is generated. We have such a capacity to make magic happen. And I was talking about, I think recently, when I was on the road and I didn't have any money, every time I was in that scarcity mentality, or, you know, I'm screwed and like, I don't know where I'm going and I'm lost. I literally could see predators go you know, coming at me and I could just see myself getting more and more trapped, like a bigger hole was being dug. But when I just had a like realization and I flipped my perspective and I was like, I'm totally abundant. I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm, you know, a divine child and everything is great or just, and I just found like a humor and I was just free in that moment. I don't need anything. I'm just here. I'm here in the now. And that's good enough for me. All sorts of incredible things happened. And, and, and I made it just a daily thing to remember to not slip into that mindset because what it attracts, what it creates, and what it generates is a timeline that we can actually totally crush if we can consciously um, have control over our thoughts. Because what generates artificial timelines is the mind control and social engineering, not being able to think for ourselves. Once we break that bond and get out of that net and out of that web, and we begin to go beyond that, um, then the physics are different we're actually working with a different dimensional band of energy that handles attack, assault, and toxins in a way different way. When we buy into the programming though, and, and we're like stuck in you know, an artificial system, then 
all these things are, are going to separate a person more and more from their soul matrix. And that's when we start to see these digressed beings that have needed to abduct and get genetic material that are further down the timeline that are time travelers, basically. Um, so yeah, it's like, and that's, that, that's the thing about in the moment. And I'm glad you brought up magical child. Cause that's what we can do in the moment every day is just free ourselves and, and stay connected to the frequency waves that, are the override frequency. It can collapse these timelines, it can neutralize dark technologies. And the thing is, once a person's awake, no matter what you do to try and control their mind, it's pretty impossible. You know, once once I really recognize, okay, here I am and I'm authentic and I, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, just me in the moment. <clears throat> all these different things they tried to do that we all kind of experienced as a humanity didn't work. And when they, were targeting me to go off planet and some of these other weird things that have happened in my life, it didn't work. And, and I might've had nervous system distress here and there. And there was like some physical effects of these weapons on me, but it's just like, no, you can't have me. Once we reach a certain level, you are literally out of it. And then you become that, um, that frequency generator. That's like a sound healing device. Cause we are the most advanced technology and it'll actually help people disengage from the AI if they can be open enough. So this is why the battles between people doesn't work. If you really want to influence somebody, you don't insult them. And if you want to influence them, you can't give them the heavies too quickly. And if you do, that's okay. We, we, we make our mistakes, but you know, it's the, it's the light massage before you do deep tissue. It's the, it's the love and the openness and, and building trust and building a bond and then having these greater conversations. This other stuff is actually, the worst thing that we could be doing. And we're about to be hit again. And this is happening in our community. This is happening right under our noses where people are literally treating each other like trash because they don't quite see eye to eye. That is the worst thing we can do. So it's not about mask, not mask, agendas, not agendas. It's about moving into a better uh, frequency wave and, and connecting with each other on that level. Mm -hmm. The dark technologies are a lesser frequency than that because it's all connected to these lower fourth dimensional mind parasites and archons and yeah you know i'm getting i'm getting the downloads right now of like while you were speaking it's all just becoming very crystal clear like it's like it's literally crystallizing in my mind um that i think it's important to in order to we got to be prepared because the inner child needs to know it's safe you know we need to know we're protected and i think it's good to like prepare whatever you need to prepare for the potential because infinite possibilities, it's a possibility, but prepare so that then you can like you, I love how you brought up the fool card and the zero point because that energy is so needed right now. We need to be a little bit more carefree. We need to be a little bit more risk-taking, especially when it comes into activating your own authenticity to engage in maybe the job you're so scared to take because of like breaking up because of the security and safety that you need. It's like take action to build some sort of safety and security in your world in whatever capacity you can so that you can take a little extra risk towards, you know, departing the old system and helping to create the new one. And this idea of like, you know, the fool is so carefree. It's like willing to take a risk, take a risk, but also because, you know, it's important to have that that planned, you know, structure, masculine energy, you know, how prepare yourself for whatever you need to prepare and then start taking action into the risk yes. of authenticity. Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah, really, you know, our relationship with ourselves is the most important. Our higher self doesn't have to be just something that we connect with sometimes. And it's like, oh yeah, I had a great idea. And oh yeah, that was a wise moment of mine. You know, it's, uh, I mean, we have to invite it fully and totally into our lives and make it a way of life. We have to form a total bond with it. That's our twin frame relationship. It's like, I commit to you, higher self. I want you here in this physical domain with me. I don't want to bounce back and forth and visit you sometimes and then live this weird human life that totally contradicts the wisdom that you hold. I want you here and you are my divine partner because the DNA upgrading is actually based in alchemical marriage, sacred union, hierogamic union, all the way back to the avatar consciousness, which holds the, the blending of this, you know, electromagnetic masculine feminine, you know, energy. And it's a true love story. 
we're down here with the imposters forming agreements. We're energetically courted to them. And, and, and this is literally a form of self-destruction because there are other choices. But, you know, we have to also forgive ourselves because there have been, this is multi-dimensional, I mean, uh, multi-generational. There's been so many galactic wars, exploded planets, and, 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 and things that have taken place that have made us very easy to manipulate and screw with. And this big sort of quarantine with, with these controller beings that presented themselves as our gods and acted as imposters that separated us from this divine source really is something that we can find within again when we do activate that magical child. Just know that you know the mother, the unconditional loving mother uh, and father are right there. You know, So we, we can reconcile our past. We can we can embrace the future and, and trust the divine flow. We just need to put the instructions into our creative channels of really wonderful things that um, give us the inspiration to wake up every morning. Like whatever it is, for some it'll be creating a lot of music, for others building healing centers, for some you know, just doing whatever, I mean, or all of the above. But uh, there's no reason to compromise because the compromise is the worst thing. We know when we compromise in partnerships, you know, it can, it can create absolute pain and heartache. Um, but some are gonna need extra help because there are abusers that are totally like, you know, I mean, the human trafficking thing, that has to be a big global movement. Um, and, and, and it's starting to become that. And it is in a lot of ways under the scenes. But I think we totally got this. But um, it's not complicated to upgrade our DNA. And it's so funny that you said that because it's just like, what is it going to take? Like, <laughs> the DNA upgrade doctor? Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. But when we were kids, we had that, right? Yeah. Like, so much magic was happening constantly. And, and that's where Saturn comes in, this outer conditioning, this interruption, this, this sort of mocking the dream realms and, and the mystical realms and the fairy realms. It's just all, oh, that's all woo-woo or that's all just fantasy land. No, fantasy land is the true reality. This that we're in is the crazy bullshit, you know? Yeah. I, I completely agree. We're literally yeah, people, in yeah. looking glass what? right now. <laughs> What'd you say? We're literally in the looking glass right now. And I feel like we've got a front row seat at the Mad Hatter tea party. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's why I'm so glad we connected today. Cause I'm like, oh my goodness. I really need to connect with somebody that I can just sip some tea with and be like, what? But yeah, so when people are limited to that multidimensional, these other realms, these more advanced civilizations, they, they don't even think maybe Lemuria and Atlantis even ever existed. So how could they ever wrap their head around higher harmonic universes and Lyra and Orion Wars? You know, it's just like, this is not in our history books. Um, this is not a part of the curriculum. The curriculum of school systems is absolute indoctrination. And so, yeah, there's enough of us that are opening up this information um, and, and finding tools and modalities and techniques to really help people, you know, get back. And, and so there's a lot of, you know, genius people working in the tech fields that, that, you know, understand Tesla technology and that are ready to disclose this stuff. So yes, back to those triggers, let's be supportive of one another. Let's, let's, you know, really, you know, question our judgments and projections on one another. And, um, and, and, and try and step into the larger picture. Because we have everything that we need within ourselves and as a, a community. There, there is a lot of goodness in front of us. But it's, it's, it's definitely that, you know, I mean, time's a ticket and it is that looking glass, hourglass thing. Um, there is a feeling of urgency. How are you managing? I mean, do you, do you feel like, come on guys, like if you don't figure it out, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't wanna think that it's all gauged on I mean, I think there'll be a bifurcation. I think there's a huge opportunity for the whole of humanity to move together yes. into this higher earth energy. But I am holding a firm belief that those that are not buying into this dark agenda and the false narratives will not be subject to that timeline. And there will be a bifurcation. I mean, some are convinced that the bifurcation is inevitable. I don't know what you think about that, but. I mean, I think it's a possibility. I, I, I think, you know, like this is the whole thing is that we have to detach from this, the certain, these certainty, um, these outcomes of certainty, because we completely cut off the, 
the, the energy force that could be driving something even higher. And this comes into how we create our timelines and how much so many of us are trying to move into these higher timelines. Well, you have to surrender to the outcome that you believe is best. We don't know what outcome is best. And oftentimes, I mean, if you just look at the, the president, uh, there's so many people who can't stand him. And then there's other people who are like, he's like, he's doing what needs to finally be done. And where was I just going with that? <laughs> I, oh, I, I, yeah, no, no, it's like, it's like if there is an energetic cord with the cabal or these other things, how can we possibly move on? Because we are staying in relationship. Well, all, okay. Where I was going with was, is that we have this perceived idea of what it's all supposed to look like, what the outcome is supposed to be and, and how it's all supposed to unfold. We don't know. We, none of us know. And we have to like really release that. And I mean, personally, I'm doing okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that everything's going to work out. In fact, one of my clients yeah. in my alchemy program gave like talk told me this quote that she tells her father to use and which has helped him to create more positivity in his life um is like whenever you get into that negative headspace and it's so simple and it's so easy but it's like i don't know how and i don't know when but i know that everything's going to work out and i think that's kind of like the attitude like a lot of us have to have because it releases us from oh. the imprisonment you yes. know, of, of needing to make it happen versus allowing it to happen. Exactly. And I, I totally am right there with you. And that's the beingness. That's the magical child. The thing is we need to be able to embrace the mystery. That's part of the dark going into the underworld. Doesn't have to be a hell. That's where we escape the Hades overlord that wants to keep us down, actually trapped in our own creative womb or vessel that can actually be constantly creative and generating of new life and, and, and healing of anything that is not well. So it's a very metaphorical thing. You know, and we, when we overthink things, um, it really does get in the way. We don't have to make something happen. We don't have to, you know, come up with predictions and be right about those predictions. Cause a lot of people do that. And it's like, okay, that's not necessarily going to happen mm -hmm. because you know, that might be, be on your timeline, but there are a lot of different scenarios on one positive timeline, I feel, but you know, we embracing the mystery is an important thing because we are generating things that are not on a linear timeline so much. It has to do with the spiraling up and the connection to, you know, aspects of ourselves that are going to, um, you know, really, you know, shift time as we know it. I mean, time could be more related to cycles than aging. So we can count the cycles and the cycles, do they really need to age us? Not if we're connected to the regenerative power of nature, it keeps resupplying us life force and chi. The aging thing is that the matrix expires. Running on ego false light systems expires. And so the programming is what dies and very often the body is holding so much of it, it has to go and come back again and be like, okay, let me try that again. But I do think there's an eventuality where the body has learned enough lessons and it's so aligned with spirit that it is actually functioning in a completely different way. It's functioning with the regenerative power of nature. And we begin to, we begin to uh, remove ourselves from all that. Cause I remember as a kid, I was like, I just, th this aging death thing. I remember I used to, I'm here to lift the veil between life and death. And uh, I hope to God I meet other people that are as well. And, uh, and, and, and I have, and it's a miracle. Like I can't even believe this is even happening. And so I'm in so much gratitude to meet people like you and, and, you know, lifting the veil doesn't mean, Oh, we're just going to be immortal, but we do our biological vessel is geared towards that. When we start to switch on these dormant strands from what I've learned, we're able to come and go from the physical as we please. We just have freedom and freedom comes with what do we want to create? So, so it's the spontaneity of inspiration and creativity. That's why it doesn't, the intellect can't conceive of it. So, so why try and predict it? Why try and put, something on it when it's in that magical child flow you're playing with with the energies it's like the avatar consciousness knows how to work with the elements and it's beyond witchcraft it's beyond sorcery it's 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 in the crystalline heart like higher freaking whatever whatever word one can say we got to just yeah keep on going oh oh sorry <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, uh, like a flash of awareness of the lungs and the heart, the diamond heart, the diamond heart activation. That's what they're trying to slow down with this coronavirus. Uh, yep. I would definitely say that's why the, the mind control programmings are keeping this 
Because right now these activations are full on. So when somebody's linked to the mind control, that's not one's higher self. That's not one being in the natural rhythm of what their body would do to adjust to these shifting times of this ascension window. Instead, they're getting so caught in the web that their body, which is wanting to transmute, which is wanting to purge and clear energies, which is wanting to face the darkness of this world and accept it and do something to change it and, and, and step up to the plate to be, um, you know, somebody that's just seeing with their eyes, you know, open and their third eye open. Yeah, the suppression of that through mind control is what's making us sick more than I can blame it on a bioweapon or some virus. Mm -hmm. I, I like to look at it from a bigger picture perspective that we have an opportunity to upgrade to a point where our immune system can handle anything. We're, in, we're, in, we're, in, we're multidimensional beings. This lower realm and all these dark technologies and viruses could be just transmuted with just like putting your hands on it. That's what hands-on healing does. We have all these powers, but that suppression absolutely I feel is why people are getting sick. It doesn't matter the storyline behind it. It's like we can get stuck in the stories of, well, you know, if my boyfriend, you know, didn't do this to me or that to me, but it's, it's more about what is the energetic relationship than the storyline. So I don't care where the virus came from. I mean, I do to a certain degree to help, you know, I mean, there's- But stuff. essentially we all created it. Yes, I, I feel we did because we need this crisis. And, uh, and I just, yeah, we're just doing our best that people will have a massive breakthrough and they'll take a step up and they'll transmute things like viruses and 5G. You know, there's no threats that we can't handle if we can continue to upgrade and use these as catalysts to open the doors. Let fear be an opportunity to open a doorway instead of shut you down and give your power away. We've done that, we've been there, it doesn't get us anywhere. We've survived enough world wars, pandemics, cataclysms, holocausts. I mean, when are we gonna just stop that relationship and patterning? It's like somebody who is like, keeps attracting narcissists or abusers. It's, and, and it's not that person's fault either. So it's not about shaming anybody, but what do we need to do? What is our part? And, and I, I think we need to set the heart free. We need to allow these activations. They've taught us to not trust that the mother's even here because we, we've, we, we've come from very damaged family units, you know, where people have toxic relationships with the feminine, with their own mother. Um, well, they, have they, you heard that I just talked about this last night on my podcast that the CDC is now coming out with a, an illness called mental maternal illness. And it is to diagnose women who refuse to give their children vaccines. All right. You just, like Man. if that's not an assault on the divine feminine and the divine mother energies, I don't know what is. Or, or Sophia being the AI robot, the first AI robot, who's like the name of the divine mother. So this is all just so twisted and you know, it's up to us to stop it. And we know because, I mean, if we can go back to the micro part of our lives where, you know, I mean, we, we've all come uh, overcome a lot of struggles and some people are still in those struggles, but um, yeah, the, 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 the distortions of the masculine and feminine and the projected roles that they represent or play and how it's played out throughout history with men going off to war and having their limbs blown off, women staying at home with the kids. I mean, and the feminine movement just sort of acting like men haven't had their hell and and you know it's like so so they're always leveraging the next phase of evolution or ascension and they they hijack it with movements and that make us think oh we're solving this problem but it's actually hurting somebody because it's polarized still yeah like, this it's isn't man you against fault. something else because this isn't the fault of men this is a programming. Sure, it was patriarchal and it gave men more power, but that's not the fault of the male gender. That's the programming. Yep. And we've all been men in all of our lives. So exactly. <laughs> like, let's get over that one. Um, and, 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 and this is, you know, if we're tr truly to come into union, then we absolutely have to see the, the, the woman inside of us and the man inside of us. And when we see the man, we have to see like ourselves as like, it's so important to not separate especially through gender right now because it's really where the sacred energies are needed to come into union and they're wanting us to push that further apart totally I just won't buy into it i won't oh yeah yeah <sighs> i this has been so much fun you know, I know. Laura, like i, know. I just i feel like my frequency definitely just went up after our uh, conversation <laughs> I feel that way when we talked last and just being with you. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me.
Oh, thanks for coming on the show. Can you let our audience know about like anything that you've got upcoming that they may want to, they want to check out or like, um, you know, just please plug yourself. Yes. Well, I've got a forbidden knowledge TV. There's an online event and that's, um, May 28th to uh, May 31st. My slot is May 31st at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And it's called Global Showdown of Forces. And it's about timeline wars and an integration of polarity and DNA and blah, blah, all the stuff um, that we've been able to, you know, touch upon uh, with, with, you know, visuals that, that will help. And uh, then there's a workshop I'm doing with Portal to Ascension at some time in early June. I haven't updated that on my website, but most things I'll try and update in my website's cosmicgaia.org. And yes, there are other things that I know I'm missing, but I will, I will uh, be, be posting on social media, uh, you know, when those things come up or any new interviews and you can just look under my name, Laura Eisenhower. Yeah. And I'll link all your stuff in the show notes below for everyone, as well as the video you mentioned at the, the beginning. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. That's a really important one. And it is very, very freaky. So people have to remember, you know, when we don't let go of something that doesn't serve us just in our own lives, it makes us sick. It, 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 it enslaves us. And we see that just in the way that toxic friends have been in our lives or, or needing family approval if they're abusing family members. Like there, there, there can be really, really gnarly bonds and relationships that are not healthy at all. So, so when you see the second wave video, don't let it scare you. Just remember that this is what you're divorcing yourself from and you are re-establishing a relationship with the divine, with the earth, with your magical child, with the inner masculine and feminine divine template. And when you need help and support, there's a lot of us out there that are here for you. Yeah. And I know yeah. we got busy schedules and stuff, but you know, we, we will link community more and more. And this is the intention of many of us and you're not alone. Yeah. Uh-oh. Amen to that. I think that's so important. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. And I think what some of the biggest takeaways here for everyone, especially if you're concerned about the second wave or just anything in general, take what Laura said about this idea of authenticity being the antidote to everything and look at how you're creating authenticity in every one of your actions or thoughts or, or, or words, you know, and really start to make choices. If you want to collapse the system, make choices that align with the new system and, and just in your little everyday, it's those little moments that matter. It's those little moments that really drive the, um, the quantum field into the timeline that I think we all are, are working for collectively um, to help humanity. So thanks, Laura, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I love your work. You're a huge voice in our community. And I thank you so much. I'm honored to have you here and I'm honored to call Aww. you a friend as well. Thank oh, you so much. And to I my audience, thanks again for joining. I love you guys. We'll be back with you next week. Please stay in your truth and really get into that authentic space. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.